Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. It is Tuesday, July 5th. I did not put one out on Monday this week just because I assumed everybody was enjoying their 4th of July. So I figured I'd just put one out on Tuesday this week and then uh, next week we'll be back on track with guests. But again, because it's usually uh, a holiday weekend, a slow weekend, I don't, uh, I didn't release one with the guests because I wanted to get the most exposure. So I will be back with the guests again next week, but had some things I wanted to try and go over anyway that I think could hopefully be valuable for you guys. So you know, first off, thank you for listening. I want to thank all the show sponsors, especially if you guys are feeling a little beat up halfway through the year now, your body's starting to give out on you from whatever it is, lifting weights, CrossFit, Jiu-Jitsu, just wear and tear. Definitely go check out nickandnick.com slash affiliates and look in our affiliates link for all of our sponsors, but especially for Naked Warrior Recovery CBD, hosted by William Brannon. He is a former Navy SEAL, put in promo code AGAME to get 20% any and all orders. I am, I am off CBD right now. I need to get a fresh batch. And I will tell you when I stop taking it, I 100% start to feel it in my joints and my bones and my neck and everything, all the stuff that's been tweaked up over the years. So getting back on, but definitely support him on a 4th of July supporting Navy SEAL brand. And check out everybody else while you're there for Reba Global, for your virtual assistant, Zachary Babcock, for all of your needs as far as podcasting. And more importantly, if you guys want to start to do deals together, again, some of you have reached out to me in various different platforms. I stink at checking them. So the best way to get a hold of me, if you want to talk about doing a deal together, whether you're buying properties from me, selling properties to me, or just looking to have a discussion to see how we even fit in, if we can partner together, text me 516-540-5733. It is hands down the best way to get me. But please definitely support the podcast and support myself on the social media, nakedlake.com slash links for all of your social media needs and all the ways to connect with me and with this podcast on pretty much every platform. I really appreciate it. It goes such a long way. Just like the posts, put a little fist bump in there, a little thumbs up. It all really, really helps. The share button takes two seconds. I very much appreciate it. So our guests. So, all right. So I went to a couple of events uh, over the last couple of weeks. I had been really pulling back the last couple of years on going to events and just making sure that I... And maximizing the time and going to the right ones because things have been really busy. And, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm doing the right things and spending the right time with the right people. So I am very happy with both of the events that I did go to. You know, some of the things I just kind of found out because you you talk to, to multiple people at multiple different spots and both of the events were very different. So I went to the Jason Drees Do the Impossible live event in Austin, Texas. And then following that almost right away, I went out to Cleveland for the Mark Evans Dealmaker Live event. So Jason Drees, guest in the show, Mark Evans as well. I appreciate both of them coming on. They both put on awesome events. So the Jason Drees event was more of a, uh, a mindset type of event where it, it really was just all about your shift. The, the whole plug to get you there was talking about how it was going to be something that shifts your relationship with money. And um, I'll, you know, I'll kind of backtrack a little bit on that. And then Mark Evans was, I was going more for the networking 
So you have to look at it as, you know, some of the things I take away is when you have an event that there's a lot of different speakers there and they're each getting an hour, hour and a half. I just have to assume that I'll, I'll get a couple of good nuggets, but I'm not going to get in depth on everything. So you have to look at it. You know, I had a friend that was looking at going to like a bigger pockets event. I think it was BPCon. And if you're going to an event like that, thinking this is going to give me everything I need and there's 50 speakers, what it's probably going to do is introduce you to a bunch of different topics and not get really nitty gritty on, on any of them just because you can't, you, you just literally can't, you know, even, even at a three day, people think, well, I'll, I'll learn everything I possibly can in three days. In theory, you can learn that stuff, but the reality is once you start asking questions and kind of digging into stuff and really taking action on any of the different strategies, that's why there's always advanced coaching and, and masterminds and things like that, because in the middle of that scenario when stuff pops up the variables that you can't think of until you're actually in the middle of doing it or these questions you didn't know to ask you didn't have any experience having somebody to go to is so huge so anybody that thinks that that's done on purpose i i disagree with that i mean you, you give everything you can in that amount of time but it, it's literally impossible you know years and years and years and years and every possible scenario and things that are changing in the market you just can't get that stuff done in an hour or a day but what they do is especially if you're if you're new, like let's say you go to like a BP con or something like that, it'll allow you to be exposed to all the different options in there, which you probably did not know, and some of the different styles and personalities. So you can either start to figure out what avenue or what strategy or lead generation model or, or asset class you want to focus on, and then potentially who you could be exposed to is somebody you want to learn from because their style of teaching, their personality, their sense of humor, their breakdown of whatever it is. So you can start to figure out a little bit more about what to focus on, who to focus on, what to hone in on, which I think is an important thing. So Mark Evans did a great job of that in his event because there was a bunch of different people there touching on a number of different things, but more importantly, the networking, everybody being accessible, everybody having time in between. It wasn't an overload of information where you were fried, but it was really good information. It wasn't like a, it was, I was very surprised and very happy with, with the information that was there. So again, for me, when I'm looking at what I'm getting from that, I have to pick a purpose. So what's my purpose with the different events I'm going to? Obviously, the Jason Dries one was very straightforward. I believe that was going there to learn more about some of the positive thoughts or some of the ways that you can have to have a better, healthier relationship with money, which again, personal development is one of the biggest things you see. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. And so if you're looking to have a better personal relationship or better mindset, better thoughts, better energy, better feelings with people in your life, obviously everybody wants more finances. So I just thought it was a, it was a good thing to go there and try and figure out how to always have a better, healthier relationship with money. I don't think it can help. I think we all have a bunch of baggage and crap in there that you might not even realize was in there, which, uh, you know, again, I'll talk about when we go through the event. However, so for the Mark Evans one, I wanted to just see some of the things that were out there as far as where people were at, some of the high-level investors, some of the A players, because he had some definite A players at that event. It was awesome. So what are they thinking about the changes in interest rates? What are they thinking about the, the alleged correction or crash coming? How is it affecting residential? How is it affecting multifamily? How is it affecting lending? So for me, I, I didn't need three days on one topic. I needed to hear a bunch of different people talking about their thoughts on the market and then I needed to get some face-to-face -face time with some of the people that are in the alliance with me because I'm in Mark Evans' mastermind and some of the guys that have been on the podcast or some of my investor buddies that I just haven't seen in a while or I just haven't seen, period, because we've only done stuff through Zoom. So the more I saw some of those familiar faces from the mastermind on there and the more I saw 
Cooper's going to be there speaking, that we're guys on the podcast. I was like, you know what? I want to go to, A, again, learn about what some of the top players in each market and each of these asset classes are thinking and feeling as far as any market corrections and how they're adjusting, what's real, what's realistic, and not what's just the doom and gloom trying to get you to click on whatever kind of crap the gurus are pushing on Instagram or LinkedIn or TikTok or whatever it is. So that part, I absolutely got. I thought it was great. He did a whole panel. So, you know, I keep saying I'll backtrack on it, but I will backtrack on it. And then the other part of that was for me, again, relationships. So my advice here is to always think about what do you need right now for your business? And if there's a multitude of different events you can go to, what's the best one? And then if you're in a position where you don't really know, like, you know, I don't really know what I want. I don't really know where I want to go. I just feel like I need to get out there a little bit. A Mark Evans event or a VP or something like that is, is great. Because you are getting exposed to so many different people on so many different levels, great personalities. And just, I'll, I'll say it's one of the Mark Evans event specifically this year was one of the best energies I've been around at an event. Everybody was just positive. It just, it was, it was different. He had, he stepped it up huge from the last one. So I just liked it. I, I had a, a great time there, but backing up to the Jason G's event. So what I want to do here is I want to talk about a, some of my takeaways from both and then I'll mix in some of the things that I think and feel before, during, and after I go to these events. So hopefully that helps some of you guys as well, because I know there's a lot of people out there that kind of float around the different events here, different live events, different masterminds, different groups, get on a million different podcasts. And then uh, I'll touch on some of the things that I think are smart before you go into these things. So starting with the Jason Dries events, there was some, uh, some takeaways that I thought were important. So one of the things is I would just say to everybody, be open because you know, I, I don't know what I expected when I got there, um, but I always have anxiety before I go to any of these things. As, as odd as that sounds, because of things, for instance, like I do a podcast and I'm all over social media and I'm going to all these different gyms everywhere to do jujitsu, I am a very shy guy overall. Like I have to fake it, I have to work for it. Um, I do get anxiety. I am introverted on the breaks when we're supposed to be networking. I do find myself going outside and making phone calls or avoiding conversations so i've been trying to really not do that i'm fine once i'm in them but sometimes getting things going is uh just a little weird and i know i'm not the only one a lot of people are like that you know when they make you change seats or do stuff to get out of your comfort zone or you know some people just won't go to events period just because of the the fear of the crowds or whatever it is so we all, we all got our thing i'm a little nuts like everybody else so um so i i kind of sat there and i'll say i was open but a a few things that I took away from this. One, you know, it was supposed to be based on financial stuff. So as we look at that, if I'm looking at financial things and I'm saying, okay, well, this is supposed to be something that, you know, I, I thought everybody was there to discuss money, but as we got in the room, we really started to discuss things. I started realizing that again, as I've said it over and over again during this podcast, but as much as everybody wants the checklist, it really does come down to the mindset thing. So there was multiple multimillionaires in that room. People you would recognize very quickly from huge social media pages, from big groups, from big podcasts and shows. And they were all there talking about their, their limited beliefs. You know, it's, it's incredible. I don't care where you're on that mountain. It's always a struggle. You know, you want to you wanna get into the UFC and you get in the UFC and you want to be a top 10 and you get in the top 10. You want to be a top five, you get in the top five. You want to be a champion and you want to defend the belt. You want to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, so there's always a, a bigger level. I don't care where you are. And I think that's what people think of is there's a there's a destination and the journey of an entrepreneurship or money or, or, or finance or any of those things. And there's not because you'll always see somebody doing bigger, somebody doing better ways to do things bigger. And if not bigger, just safer, some 
shorter, taking less uh, beatings, having ways that you can delegate things out. So always something to learn for safety nets and shortcuts. And that's what wound up happening was as more and more people got up and I expected it to be about money, when you break apart whatever going on with the money, it was never really about that. Almost every single breakthrough conversation I saw during it really backtracked to something deeper and it really just became a big therapy session. So it, it was crazy how you would start to see Jason Dries break down some of these examples and, and he wouldn't even say much. He would just stare at the people awkwardly and they would just keep talking and keep talking and keep talking. And I think it allowed them to just be forced to keep sounding it out. And you saw that most of them kind of knew the answers and it all stemmed back to some crazy like childhood thing or business thing or family thing that they failed in on behalf. And it, it was just some subconscious or past limiting belief that just resurfaced that they didn't even realize was buried down there. And basically it became a huge therapy session. So that might not sound like it's up your alley because I know some of my sharky money people, oh, I just, I, just, I don't need that crap. I'm telling you, I started to think a little bit like that too, but I was definitely wrong. So at some point you have to make the decision when you're going, I don't need to hear that mindset stuff. I don't want to hear this person talk about their mom, your daddy, or money issues or whatever it is. I just want to hear about how to make money. But if you're hearing people that make a ton of money getting up and talking through these things and saying that this has helped me and this guy has helped me and these sort of practices and these exercises and thinking more positively and talking through my crap and these good self-belief talks and these repeat after me and these mantras are helping multiple, 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 multimillionaires. At what point do you sit down and go, okay, maybe I just have to try it because it seems to be working for them. And maybe that's part of my problem is I'm sitting here going, that's not for me, these people, whatever, whatever. But, but you came there to learn how to have a better relationship with money. So why wouldn't you want to copy people that are making a ton of it? And, and that was a, another massive thing. So you know, again, the first thing there is just understanding that it's business therapy. As much as people want to go to Tony Robbins and they want to have personal therapy, what I have found is almost every entrepreneur in that room needed somebody to talk to. And most of us don't because... We're usually the boss. We are the go-to person. We're the one who's taking all the emotional vomit and all the stress from our family or our friends. Like a, a lot of us are the only ones in our circles that are making money or making really important decisions. So you don't have the opportunity to show weakness or to say you don't know things or you know to be vulnerable. And I thought that that was a massive thing. So I don't know if there is a, or maybe this is the thing where I think there should be a specific niche in just therapy for entrepreneurs for those things because I think a lot of it came to just getting stuff off their chest and then just that sense of calmness of I got it out there somebody heard me I'm not alone allow them to get out of it you know so it was interesting so a big group business therapy session which I thought was pretty awesome so that's another thing where again I think we all do have the answers but having somebody let you just talk it out and sound it out because sometimes you don't think it's that simple and, and something that people have been holding in for years when you watch them just literally have a 10 minute talk with basically themselves in front of a group of people and just sound it out and talk out the worst fears. And that's a lot of it was just like, well, what are you worried about? Well, what if I lose everything? What if I go bankrupt? What if this deal doesn't come through? What if I can't? Everybody worries about that stuff. I don't care how much money you have, the bigger you get the bigger deals you do, the bigger the risk and the reward is on some of these things. And that's one of the things I respect about Mark Evans. What he always says is, 
I don't care how successful you are, everybody's one bad deal away from being broke again. So that comes down to, you know, what do you do to work through that? You, you can't take no risks. That's that's what we do. You know, you, you live a safe life. What fun is that? So it's about hedging your risks, lo- limiting your risks and figuring out like everybody does have fear. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you think about. We're all scared of failure. We're all on some level. Uh, you know, we, we had entrepreneurs have egos, so we don't want to lose. And especially if you climb that hill, you get to the top of the mountain, you know, it's, it's embarrassing to think about getting knocked back down. So he just let them talk through it. And I think that that was another interesting exercise that when he sat there and even though he had the answers, he let the individual come to the answers and they realized that they basically talked themselves in and out of the whole problem themselves within 10 minutes and they let it go. I think the idea was the big monsters that are under our bed, the things that we're most scared of, some of our biggest fears, A, first take we would be almost at least somebody else, probably many other people feel the exact same way. So how do you work through that? Because that, as cliche as it sounds, is the definition of bravery. If it doesn't scare you, you do it anyway, you're not brave. Second thing is, it's generally not as scary as you think. So just get in there, just go after it, just face it. The the more you are putting it off, the more resistance you feel to it, the more you need to just get it over with because it is going to, as I found, trickle down to other parts of your life. And it's going to cause you to deter procrastinate on many other things. And in turn, just that one thing is holding you back. So that, if nothing else, is a limiting belief that we all need to get past that I 100% think is an important part of that. The other awesome thing was everyone shared their opinions on money. So he went around the room, which I'm going to start doing when I, I teach classes and talk to different people. And getting a feel for when I say money, what do you guys think? And it turned out to be all the stuff everybody did. Money doesn't grow on trees and you got to work hard. You got to save. And it was all these very cliche things about money that were mostly negative and limiting and scarcity mindset. And then when he asked, okay, well, the people that said all that stuff, which one of you came from money? Nobody did. So it was like, where'd you hear about that from? Oh, my parents, my grandparents. Did they have money? No. Okay, so even though you're making money now, some of them are, some of them are not, but even though you still have these beliefs that you grew up learning about money that are ingrained in your head that you probably don't even realize are still there, even though you're making money, you're not believing the stuff that you have right in front of you. You're believing these old things that for decades were in your head that you probably don't even realize. So that was another thing to uncover was we don't realize we have these preconceived notions and these these old things that are just built into our psyche and they're built in by people who have never experienced any success with money which is the craziest thing so it's like we're all walking around with the belief on money that we were taught from people who grew up in the depression who mostly not everybody but a lot of the times didn't come from money so and they and they didn't come from money on the parents side and their parents and their parents so it's like why why are those the things that we're thinking when, when literally I've made six figures in days on deals and different things I've done. And I still have a limiting belief on money. It's crazy, but again, it just becomes part of your past. And I think that's another takeaway is it has nothing to do with what you've made in the past or how you've made it. It's what are you going to do now? Because if you are thinking, well, I made money, but am I going to make it again? And you keep doing that. It's like, well, you know, at what point do you stop looking at what it was and looking at what it will be? And I think that that shift just needs to start to happen for everybody is it becomes, look at all these opportunities, you know, just taking a positive spin on that is, is an important thing. So that catalyst is important. So you can, whether it's a hundred thousand or a hundred million dollars, everybody in the room, I think needs to think more positive about money because that one little shift 
that you can now start to pass down to your kids, or your kids' kids, or your kids' kids' kids. That can be the thing where a couple of generations from now, if they go to Jason Drew's third seminar and they say, well, what do you know about money? Hey, it's easy to make. I can always go after it, you know, whatever it is, you know, so a little woo there, but either way, that's another thing I want to Another cool thing he did was have the, he had us make a list of all the experiences or opportunities that you feel like you have missed by not having enough money or enough time. And I thought that that was really powerful because when you're forced to sit there and think about it, you start to think back to when you were 17, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. And, you know, I've, I've had money in my life. I haven't had money in my life. Then I've had it again, then I didn't, then I had it again. Then I didn't. So, you know, I've been up, I've been down, I've been in the middle. So I know what it feels like on both sides to be able to walk around and not care at all about what things cost. And I know what it's like to be stressed out about every dollar and penny, you know? So I think sitting down and remembering some of those things fires you up to make sure that you never want to be in that position again, or never make somebody in your life, your kids, whatever it is, feel like that. And to me, it's, it's what's the motivation, you know, some people like to write down their their, their vision boards, their motivation is I want to get the house, that boat, that whatever. My buddy ally, Quinta, if he wants to get the Senko or whatever it may be, um, congrats to him too. I believe he got a boat. That's my boy right there. I'm proud of him. Million dollar listing too, huh? There's another guy. Follow that guy. That guy's got a freaking mindset. You definitely want to follow. I do make shit happen. So when you're looking at stuff, it's like, was to do the boats in the house and stuff motivate you to do that? Or sometimes to me, I get more motivated by the, the fear aspect of it or the FOMO aspect of it of I never want to feel that pain again. So whether it's the that all pain pleasure principle of what's motivating you to do things better or different is what could be on the positive side or to take away that negative feeling of what you never want to feel again on the, on the negative side is huge either way. So they both work, but I thought that, that was a powerful one to remind me of what it felt like to be in those positions. And I don't want to ever be there again. So a couple of the takeaways before wrapping up hard work does not create success. It just increases your chances. So, you know, plenty of people that work their asses off, but they are not successful. So what's the difference? Obviously, A, working smarter, who you know, not necessarily what you know, and then doing some of these exercises with this limited mindset uh, belief. So if you have not listened to the episode I had with Jason Drees, I highly suggest you go back and listen to it. He's one of the people that Brandon Turner from Bigger Pockets uh, has said multiple times. He's one of the guys who's very directly responsible for him taking his business to where it was to what it is now, which is a massive, massive uptick in doors and all that stuff. And a lot of the times, again, they all just keep saying it comes from thinking different and changing some of those beliefs. So we all need help. No one has it all figured out as another thing. I've met very successful people in both events and we're all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to do better. People are good, people are successful, but you know, we all have doubts, we all have insecurities. Nobody knows it all. You can't do it all on your own. And that's where it comes from. It's just having people around you and being able to say like, hey, I, I don't know it all. I, I keep using those examples, but I'm a jiu-jitsu black belt. I've been training for 15 years plus. I today feel like there's more to learn than there's ever been. I'm never going to say I got it. You know, I, I get humbled daily by people that kick my butt or just explain things that I realize are way, way more technical than I am or understand the body or the physiology or the techniques way better than I do or how to stay, you know, all that stuff. So it's important. There's so much stuff to learn. And I'm the same way in business. I, I, I like the fact that I have places I can go that I'm the big fish in the room and I have places I can go that I'm the dumbest guy in the room. And that's an important thing to me. And I, I always want to feel that as again, as much as it might be intimidating in places, it's super important for growth and for seeing what's possible and going out there because most people in their lives, if you don't scale out and go to some of these pay to play groups, 
you'll never be around guys that are making a hundred thousand dollars a week or you know seven figures a month or some of them seven figures a day it's insane with the possibilities that are out there so you know how do you get exposed to those types of rooms it's by doing things like this and yeah if you have an ego it's going to be tough to get in there and be surrounded by a whole room of people that are doing things bigger and better than you but that's how water starts to find its own level it's how you learn to do some of the things different and to think bigger so i like that kind of stuff and it's always inspiring to me i don't get i don't get insecure in that aspect of it i i get fired up and i'm like man wow this is awesome you know because you start to realize that they're all just people and they all just followed a path and you can follow the same exact path and do the same exact thing in many of these cases so we all need help becoming great starts with the decision to be something that jason said so i really just I'll circle back on that again, but I, I made that decision just during the event. Like I, I got out and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to do shit bigger, better. Awesome. I'm, I'm making another decision here to, to level up and to focus on things and to not make any excuses to myself, because that's really another thing I took away is that we lie to ourselves way worse than we lie to anybody else. And, uh, you know, I think we're all guilty of that. I find myself doing it. Oh, I'm going to watch change the thing. Then I'm going to do this, or I'm going to get up in the morning and then I hit the snooze button. So Starting to hold yourself accountable to keep yourself honest with yourself, I think is a massive, massive important thing to just make a decision and stick to it and take action on it. And don't make any excuses or tell yourself any stories of why you can't do it. Just start every day. If you mess up the day before, start again tomorrow. You mess up that day, start again tomorrow. Just keep getting up, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. So the other thing he said was uh, me versus we, that I thought was a really great thing. Strength in numbers, obviously delegating. Um, you can hit those mid six figures, but if you really want to hit those multi-millions, it's very hard to do as a solopreneur. And that opens up now you got to learn about hiring, personality types, and all these different things. But I think just remembering me versus we and the who, not how is an important thing to keep remembering. And just even if you don't know why or what yet, having that in the back of your head so you can start to be open to the conversations when you meet people who maybe have some sort of thing you know just just be open to it because if you're open to it you're thinking about it like okay i'm i'm just going to make a conscious effort to stay open for other people that might be a good person to bring into my business or a partner with that you connect with and to bring things into a higher level you'll start to attract those people in your life and then just say you know what kathy I had a great conversation with her. She's smart. I don't know what's going on with her. What's she doing? How much is she making? Maybe I can bring her on. Maybe I can hire her. Or maybe I can partner with Nick or whatever. You know, just things to keep you open. And then some of those things will start to make natural sense. Sandbags. It's another important thing. So sandbags from your past are weighing you down. You have to make a choice to release them. I have people in my life. I have people in business that I see. And when he made an illustration about trying to get higher and then talked about how all these sandbags of these financial and emotional and personal decisions and past thoughts in your life are still tied to you and weighing you down because you won't release them. It makes it literally impossible and it makes it so much more exhausting to try and climb up to the next level. And I believe that a thousand percent. And I don't care what it is. It might not be a big deal, but it's a big deal to you. And you have to really let those things go. And that's not easy. I watch people I have conversations with. And when you really get into it in an event like this, when they start to say, well, I just want to make more money. Okay, awesome. Why are you not? Well, it's these people. They can't hire. Okay, well, why not? Well, it's because I don't have this. Well, why not? And then you start to dig it down and it's like, well, when I was 15, you know, I didn't get this or I had that or that person did this or my girlfriend dumped me or my mom left. Whatever it is, you start to realize it's all these things that are really holding you down and that's, that's what it comes down to. So those sandbags, I think, are an important thing. And I'm trying to consciously think of like, what are my sandbags 
that are keeping me down. And and I know what a lot of them are. You know, we can talk about that in a whole other thing. But just really, again, not lying to yourself and facing the reality and saying to myself, you know, he's, he's talking about this. This is relevant to me, just like everything is relevant to everybody. What are my things? How can I be aware of them? And how can I start to cut them out? And I, I feel like I've already started doing that. And I, I can't deny it. Yeah, it feels pretty awesome. So yeah, most of us lie to ourselves and make peace with the worst case scenario. So this is another thing where I did hear him sound this out. And when people actually said out loud what their biggest fears were, they looked around and other people were saying the same thing. Like, yeah, I'm scared of that too. Like, what do we do? How do we get around that? Like, what would happen if that happened? How could I get past that? Would I be okay? What would I do? Where would I go? How would I handle that? What would people think? And they're just kind of getting out and being like, you know what? It's just a reality. It's something that could happen, but how do I work around that? And are you okay with that worst case scenario? Because if so, then awesome. But what happens if you do nothing? You know, some of you, well, I'm scared I'm going to run out of money. All right, well, if you don't do anything, you're going to run out of money. So at least take a swing and shot. And one of the things I remember, Forrest Griffin, the UFC fighter, he was talking about before some of his fights, he would fill up a bathtub with, uh, with a whole bunch of water. And then he would, he would fill the whole thing up and he would do like a mental exercise where he would think about all the worst case scenarios that would happen in the fight. He'd get kicked in the face, he'd get knocked out, he'd get choked out, he'd be unconscious, he'd get embarrassed, he'd get beat up, he'd get broken, but whatever it might be. And then he would let that all kind of go into the, the water, into whatever, the energy, whatever it looked like. And then he would basically just drain the tub. And with that tub, he would just do a mental exercise where all of those negative thoughts and all those worst case scenarios, he lived them out in his mind. So for him, it's like, okay, I experienced that. Now it's all going down the drain. It's all out. Now, how do I feel? And I, I forget the exact phrases he used, but he basically said, okay, all those things just happened. What now? And he said, well, still got a paycheck. Still live a fight another day. My mom still loves me. Still got my kids everything's really not that bad. I'm okay. And then becoming peace with the worst case scenario made it easier to go and kind of take charge of the next thing. So those are some of the things I took away from the Jason Therese event. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesale, or fixing foots, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, fix you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fixing foot, multi-family, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com, go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure, or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. And before I kind of get to my uh, my final thing on that event, I, I will say that the other part of that was the networking was awesome. I met such cool people there. It was it was a really good group. There was a bunch of guys there from Go Abundance. There were some people that were so shy and so nice and so sweet. And then you talk to them and they're killing it. So what they really needed was just the confidence, you know, we're, we're all crazy is kind of what I took away. But, um, you know, for me, I do tend to hermit a little bit. So I, I literally changed hotels halfway through to be there um, and be able to network a little bit more at the hotel with some of the people and try to be in touch with everybody. And I wish you would have done it more. And there was some networking after there was a dinner and then a water sports day. And I wish I would have stayed for it, to be honest. Now, right now in my life and my business, I, I just have too much going on. I've been traveling too much. It's 
I needed to get back and really focus on some things, but I 100% will go back to the next one. I highly encourage people to check out that event, check out Jason Drees, whether it's his Mindset Academy or his live event. Um, I will be going back, one, for the refresher to see what new stuff I can do in my life, taking um, action on the stuff that I learned there. But two, if for nothing else, even if I didn't get anything from Jason, which I did, go in there and just making new connections and new contacts with people I've never met before and really making a conscious effort to have lunch with people and have dinner with people and go to the mixers and go the extra mile, I think is super important because, you know, one of my big takeaways from trying to do things better and just not go to event after event after event is not going and try and make connections with everybody as much as that would be nice. Now I'm just in passing meeting people, but I was trying to connect with people on Instagram. So instead of asking them for their name, I'd say, hey, what's your IG? And then I would write to them because at least now I have a face because I go home with a list of numbers on my phone. I don't remember who's who, what's what. And you watch them talk about their stuff. Or you watch them give their breakdown on the event. Or you watch them posting different stuff. And you start to remember, oh yeah, that's what that person is. That's what that person does. That's what that person's about. And I feel like the relationship sticks a little bit better. So for me, that's what I liked was kind of going through and just saying, hey, what's your Instagram? I'm going to follow you and send you a message. Let's stay in contact after the event. But spending a couple of extra days there, I think now, instead of, again, trying to make friends with everybody in the room, which would be great in a perfect scenario, you're gravitating towards maybe five, seven, 10 people and trying to solidify those relationships. And then the next one, I'll find another five or 10 people that will really just gravitate towards and really building solid relationships and having some, some quality that you take away from there and then following up and nurturing those, I think is super important. Last thing I'll say here is, you know, I got to the point where I, I was, I had things going on. So like we all do, you know, I shouldn't be in this room. I should be outside working. I should have my laptop up, but I tried to really be present. And another huge takeaway I took from these is don't judge the event when you're there because I didn't even realize how it was affecting me. And I left. And when I was on the plane the next day, I started to think like, did I really get anything out of that? Was that really helpful? Did I really need to be there? And as I sat there, I just, I had this weird, eerie sense of calm. And since I've been home, a lot of the stuff that I've been procrastinating on, or a lot of the stuff that would kick up anxiety or make me feel weird, I cannot argue with the fact that it just seems to be, at least for now, gone. It was really weird. Like the sense of, of confidence and the sense of calmness and the sense of the ability to just take on all tasks, all contenders, and that it's all just going to be okay and I'm capable of it, you know, I, it, it just felt different. So I have historically done things regardless of how I feel. So that's literally not the issue. It's not like I'm not going to do things because I'm scared of them because I've lived my whole life by doing things and being uncomfortable doing them. That's just part of what we do. But I will say it's interesting now to say I still have to do these things, but I'm not as uncomfortable doing them, so I'm able to take them on more efficiently, more proactively. And I've been knocking stuff out the last week, week and a half that I've put out or put aside for years. It's it's pretty incredible, and I I have to say it's a direct event, a direct reflection from whatever got soaked into my mind when I was at that event. So I think it was important, and I don't even think I appreciated how important it was while I was physically there. As far as that part of it, now the relationships and stuff, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely want to keep in touch with everybody I met there. I thought that was great. I thought what Jason did was great. I thought they were amazing people. Um, but the effect it had on me, I didn't realize until after. So that's why I say take it all in. 
give it a couple of days after you go to these events and then sit down and really reflect on kind of what you learned and what you thought and doing stuff like this, you know, putting it down on paper so I can make notes and think of really what were my takeaways. So I do want to thank Jason for allowing me to attend and for, you know, the things that I'm feeling and doing better since that event. So as much as you guys want just a checklist of A to Z, what do I do in real estate, how do I make money? There's ways to do it, but there's better ways to do it. And I think having that talk or just, I don't know. I, I, and I literally can't even point out exactly what it is or why. But the same way that for decades, you get these things implanted in your head that you didn't know were there and they're weighing you down. I feel like either other stuff was put in there or some of the other stuff that were my sandbags were just taken out. And I don't even really know when or why, but it just feels better. It feels different. And right now I'm going to ride that wave. So take that for what it is. Odds of Mark Evans event. Awesome. All, my biggest regret is that I left early because again, I had so much crap going on. So I wanted to make sure I got there. I did his dinner with the Dons, but thank you, Mark Evans. Thank you for the DM Alliance and everybody that was there, man. I wish I, I, I will be there every year for as long as he does those from now on. I could not recommend that event more. Um, the people that were there, the man, he just, he brings it to such a whole different level. So he threw a, a huge birthday party at the end that I think they raised like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for a foundation that I think believe he's doing with Sean Whalen. Uh, but Austin Rutherford was there. Nate Kennedy was there. Mark Evans was there. Tim Brass was there. Um, there was crypto guys. There was retirement guys. There was multifamily guys. There was residential guys. There was marketing guys. There was authors. Um, just, it was, it was incredible. So like Austin Rutherford, friend of the show, uh, I appreciate him coming, but watching a few things was, was amazing. First off, again, I went there for the confidence of seeing like, what are the eight players doing? How are they reacting to the changes in the market right now? Almost the first day, halfway through, they did a panel with a bunch of different guys on there and they all talked about it. Tim Bratz has come such a long way on stage. I've been friends with him for a long time now. It was great seeing him, but just walking in and seeing people, seeing their faces that I haven't seen in forever and just being able to hug them and have lunch with them, hanging out with my buddy, Mike Seidel, freaking awesome guy, um, and getting to really spend time with him. Uh, Dan Zytovsky, uh, I mean, I got to meet Austin Rutherford. I got to see Tim. I got to see Fatty. I got to see Michael Burns from, from the show. I got to see Jennings Smith, who's always crushing it. There was like just so many really good people there, new and old. Josh Brisbane from, um, from the DM Alliance. We got to have Pablo Castro, Steve Miocic is a jiu-jitsu instructor from Strong Style. He came across, he had some drinks with us. He had coffee with us in the afternoon. They came back for a drink later on. I got to introduce him to Josh, who trains with Eric Paulson and a guy named TJ, who's a, uh, a high-level, I believe, special forces guy, um, badass military guy, but super nice guy. Like, I, he definitely looks the part now that I think about it, but I didn't know who he was or what he did then. I just knew that he came up to me. He, I had a jiu-jitsu shirt on. He talked about jiu-jitsu. He was there. He seemed cool. I was like, awesome, man. Like, take my number. And there's this guy who's a sick-ass jiu-jitsu black belt coming to meet me for a drink later if you want to come. And then they set up and they went and did a private lesson with Pablo. So I got to make connections with them, stronger connection with Josh, who I hadn't got to meet in person, got to make a new, a new relationship with TJ. I got to introduce them both to Pablo. They went and trained with Pablo. Like that kind of stuff is really cool to me. Um, having the dinner, going to the dinner with the Dons. And what I thought was freaking really cool was guys like Jennings, guys that have come on the podcast. Some of them, I was their first podcast or their second podcast. But watching the last two or three years since we've been in contact and they were kind of starting out close to where I was and just to watch the ones who didn't get sidetracked the ones that did focus what they're doing now they have their own masterminds they have thousands and thousands of doors they're worth millions and millions and millions of dollars more than they were when we first met like it's incredible to watch people who are your friends get to come there and then 
literally just see how far they've come and be like, man, like that's exactly what every single person that sat in that same exact room could, should, and will be doing. I just think it's inspiring. So, you know, again, one of my big takeaways from Mark Evans' event is the, the production value there is insane. I mean, the guy really, the music, the staff, the presence, the stage, giving away the swag, the clothes. I mean, you really felt like you were at like something special there and you were. So um, the level of speakers was incredible. The approachability and the the way that the, the presenters were able to just hang around and network. It wasn't like they were behind some magical red rope that you couldn't talk to them. They were at dinners, they were at lunches, they were hanging out in the hallways. Like, man, I just, I got so much out of it. And I, I just, I wish I would have stayed longer. I 100% will block it out and go to every day for the next one. But I love how Mark delivers. I mean, the guy just tells it like it is. He was on the podcast. He's been a, a guy who are really, whenever I feel myself making excuses, I listen to him and his voice plays in my head. Just tell me to stop being a baby and get my shit together. And, you know, I, I, I like his approach. Maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but it works for me. And uh, I didn't interact with Mark as much. I just, you know, I felt like I was bothering him. It was his event. I felt like a lot of people wanted to talk to him. So I wanted to go and say, hi, happy birthday, shake his hand, give a hug. Um, but, you know, if Mark Evans is listening, uh, you know, I just, I, I feel it made my own thing, but I feel bad bothering the guy. You know, I know what it's like to put on an event. I know what it's like to be on stage and to, you know, have people that have never had the chance to meet him that really need that. Like I got from him once to just have that personal interaction with him and feel like, okay, you know, get that inspiration. So I always feel like I'm bothering people as much as I wanted to come and just kind of chew Mark's ear off and hang out with him when he was hanging around and wandering around the hallway. I didn't want to bother him. I wanted to be respectful of his time, but I do want him to know how much I appreciate him and I appreciate the event. And the, uh, the DM Alliance and everybody in there has been freaking awesome. So it was amazing connecting with those guys. I really enjoyed that mastermind. I really enjoyed those people. I'm looking forward to the next one. But I learned a lot about what's going on in the market, which gave me confidence when I left there. I felt so much better connecting with people in person, making new relationships and solidifying some of the old relationships. And just being able to have food and a drink and some small talk and some business talk with, you know, good people. Like I... The Dan Zytovskis, the Mike Siles, man, like I just, I can't say enough good things. It was so good to see people I haven't seen in years um, and just hang out with them again and just kind of be able to just be people I felt was awesome. There was no agenda there. You didn't feel like a weird pressure in the air. And it was really there to make deals. He had this whole board up about, all right, on this side of the room, this is what people want. On the other side of the room, this is what people need. And it wasn't about like just selling programs or selling the product or whatever the people are on stage or trying to recruit people for X, Y, and Z. It was really about like, making connections, making relationships, getting deals done. And it felt that way. And there was just a different energy. And, you know, he had a James Bond party after when I was at his last birthday party it was Miami Vice party. So he had people pulling up at Aston Martins with kind of you know, tuxedos and all kinds of stuff. And man, it, it was just a next level production on, on all fronts and um, got some great DM swag and stuff. So um, backing up now. So I got a ton out of both of those. So whether you're going to events, here's my kind of wrap. One, Figure out what you need in your business right now. Do you need a mindset shift? If you do, like go to an event that's going to be towards your mindset shift. But if you're going for tactical stuff, don't go to an event that's based more on theory and mindset and be disappointed that you didn't get the tactical stuff. Do some due diligence and research on what it is because you need all of it. It's just a matter of what do you need right now? What's best going to serve you right now for the event that you pick? So the other part is that is now, again, if you're going for tactical advice, are you going for something specific? Do you really want to learn only about multifamily, only about syndication, only about residential, only about crypto, only about stocks? So niche down, because if your thing is, hey, I really want to go and learn this one specific thing, I don't want to learn it deep. 
an event with a whole bunch of presenters isn't probably going to give you that. Now, if you're going to just say, I want to be exposed to what's in the market, I want to be open to new opportunities, I want to see what A players are doing and see kind of what resonates with me either for my first thing or for my next thing, because maybe you're crushing it in real estate, you want to get into crypto, you're crushing it in real estate, you want to scale up, you're crushing it in single family, you want to get to multifamily, you're crushing it in multifamily, you want to get into, into stocks or to whatever it might be. Something like a Mark Evans event or something like a BPCon might be a great thing for that because you get exposed to different people and different ideas, different presenters, which ones work with me, what do I want to focus on? So it helps you kind of pick a lane, which I think it always adjusts, but I think it's an awesome thing. Um, the other thing of that is now the networking. So go out there, like meet people, be open to relationships. Don't go up there and just sit in your seat to not talk to anybody because you will, um, again, everybody feels that way. I get anxiety about walking in, going to the dinner, going to the ballroom, but I've been much more open about it. I was even talking to my buddy and I was like, man, I'm coming to the dinner, I'm coming to the event. I just got this weird anxiety, like something about me, like even walking in the door wants to just turn around and not go. But then I go in and once I start talking, I'm fine. It's just the kind of getting up and getting things in motion sometimes is tough, but go out there, connect and connect with people after the event as well. But I talked to some people at each of the events and some of them were disappointed um, with some of the stuff they were getting. But when I talked about it, it was like, well, what were you looking for? And they weren't in a place in their business where that's what they needed. And I, I think that that was the big mistake is it's like, hey man, you went to the dentist, but you really needed a haircut or you went to the, the, the haircut guy, but you really needed to, to get your car fixed. So I think really being aligned with what am I getting at these events and, and what's my point and making those things, okay, I'm going to make a key decision. What are my five takeaways going to be? What are five things I'm going to take away from this to adjust to make my business better? What are five things I'm going to take away to make things more efficient? So keep me my business safer or, or keep what I have. And then what are, you know, five things I'm going to move forward, give back to the group or five connections or people. So I'm going to, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like go there with a the checklist of like, or something realistic. You know, three, 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 and three, three things for this, five things about this, whatever it may be. But make that ahead of time and go in there and then just go up and get that stuff. Because if your idea is I'm going to go there, I'm going to take every note, I'm going to learn everything, I'm going to implement everything, I'm going to talk to everybody in the room, you're not. It's just not going to happen. It's impossible. And I wish it was. I wish it was different. But, you know, that's where the masterminds and stuff come in. So if it's a group that you go to, like a Mark Evans group, and you go, you know what? I just want to go out there to a few of these different events and just see what these people are about. Like what's Mark Evans group about? What's the bigger pockets group about? What's the Jason Juice group about? You can go and you can start to get a feel for who they are and what they do. And eventually you'll find your tribe. You know, I like Mark Evans vibe. I like his people. It just, it, it fits me. So, well, it always, I don't know, but right now it does. And, you know, he's always kind of, kind of sat in a place that I, I appreciated. And he, I always felt like he spoke to me in a different way. So, um, you know, you, you go to these different places and you will start to find like, this is a group I want to be a part of more. And then again, at that point, almost all the time, you could find some way to attempt to get in on a mastermind or a group or, you know, coaching program or something with the people that you really feel are cut from the same cloth on the same mission and align with you. So that alignment, you know, between the two events, I just got a lot out of it. I can't see enough things. I, I've taken a lot away from it. I've seen a lot of action from it. And, um, it, it made me feel more consciously conscious, if that makes sense, for the things I'm doing. So I feel like I got that kick in the ass that I needed as far as like any of my mental blocks or just emotional stuff or stresses that I was feeling with everything that's happening in the market or you know whatever types of insecurities or worries or fears you have on your current investments or future investments. 
the Jason Dries event would ever wipe those out. And then you pile that on with just the next level stuff that was going on that you were exposed to with the people that were operating at the highest level that were just cool as shit at the Mark Evans event. And I just thought they both played really well together. So I got a ton out of both of those events. Those are some of my takeaways from it. I uh, can't say enough good things about both events. Very, very different events. <laughs> very, very different events. Very different approaches with the way they taught, the way they talk, the energy in the room. But I mean, Mark Evans' event was like a freaking, just a, a awesome party, man. But it wasn't all... It wasn't all wild and crazy, so I don't want to actually devalue it by saying that, but there was definitely a time to play and a time to learn. And um, I mean, if you're there and you're looking to make moves and make relationships, that was definitely the room to do it in. So I appreciate it. If I met you at either of those events and we have not been in touch, please write to me on Instagram at nickelmanyavestnickedick.com slash links, all the ways to get in touch with us. Uh, I was expecting this to be a lot shorter of an episode. It looks like it went a little bit longer, but Sorry if I rambled. I really just tried to do this off the top of my head just to get something out on a consistent basis. I thought it might be good to do, especially since we have hit our 200th episode uh, plus now. So I want to talk about some of those things. But it was really cool on the last note here to have people, I mean, probably 10, 15 different guests at least that were on this podcast over the last couple of years. Some of them I've met, some of them I haven't met, but to see almost all of them there uh, was really cool. And just to have relationships with people. And then there was a few of them we were talking and we'd be sitting there with the guy like Mike Burns and they say, well, how long do you guys know each other? And it was like, man, we've only really met like two or three times, but I forget that. Like, man, I, I feel like I've hung out with Michael Burns a hundred times. I feel like I've hung out with Dan Sikowski a hundred times. Like you just forget, you know, Tim Bratz, I've seen a bunch, Fatty, those guys are freaking awesome. Paul Vincent, man, what a great guy. One of my biggest regrets of the that event was not getting able to not being able to spend more time with the TikTok glory himself, Paul Vincent. So if you were listening, sir, you're freaking awesome. Um, Stephen Todd Morris, I mean, just so many great people. I could go on and on, but good ass people, great events. Really appreciate everybody. Um, if you ever have any questions or anything on events or stuff going on that you think I would enjoy, definitely write write to me. Or if you have any questions on once I've gone to, you want my opinion, definitely hit me up. But highly recommend Jason Drews. Highly recommend Mark Evans. I will be uh, sharing more on the stuff I get from the group with Mark Evans over the course of the next year. And thanks for everybody that came, talked, met, connected. Uh, Ginger from Jason Drees event, Nick from Jason Drees event, uh, Matt, a whole bunch of different people that I owe phone calls to. Thank you so much. A-game podcast. We'll be back next week with a fresh guest. Hope you enjoyed this. Hope you enjoyed July 4th weekend. Kick some butt, take some names. Have a good time.